Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is. <laughs> Wherever you are, welcome back, welcome back. This is episode five. They are flying by so fast. Episode five of the Couple School Podcast. I am joined by, as always, the lady of self-love herself, Charmaine Lawrence. Hi guys, how you doing? This one here is yours, I think, to lead on this respect. Oh, come on. Communication. What is it? Is it required? Are we always speaking the same language? (laughs) I don't think we are. Mm, I don't know why. I feel like this is, I feel like, I feel like you're just attacking me here, but this is my subject. However, communication (laughs) (laughs) is the most important thing Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Like, by far the most important thing. I, I love a good communicator. I would, I would 100% say, I would 100% underline that, endorse that, definitely. Yeah. Um, without communication, you have no relationship, really. Um, it's one of the biggest reasons I think that things go to pot, that why other circumstances happen, why other people happen within such relationships, um, and why it doesn't work, because people forget to communicate what they like and are too busy really transmitting what they don't. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the art of communication has been lost, and not just within relationships, I just think in general. And I look at all these kids that are just on their phones, head down, and tapping away in their text-abbreviated language to each other. I think you forget what the art of communication is. It's more than just what you say. It's more importantly how you say it. It's more importantly the gestures you have with it, your body language, eye contact, all of it. So when we talk about communication within a relationship, you need to remember that all of that is heightened, so much heightened within that when it becomes someone you care about. You know, when I think about Karen, I think I get on a nerve sometimes when we've had a, a same minor disagreement and what have you. And I'm reading everything apart from what she's saying. I'm looking at her eyes, <laughs> what position she's in the room is she die on. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work out where the wind's coming from, where the cold's coming from, where, you know, where how annoyed she is, whether or not it's something I've done. Usually is, but like we pace. Like when I think when the communication side of things, people get so preoccupied with it being a verbal thing. When actually, I think there's so much more that's not said mm-hmm. that's sometimes missed, and therefore then I don't know. Yeah, contributes to it. I think also comprehension. It's not just about um, you speaking or you watching body language. It's about what you understand about that body language. It's about what mm-hmm. you understand about what they're thinking, feeling, acting. All of that is about how do what do you, how you interpret their their communication and, and how that makes you feel, how you respond to that as well. I think we sometimes think, okay, you know, I say that I'm a communicator. I love to talk. I'm talking, talking, talking all the time. I want to solve everything. I want to know the details, inner <laughs> details of everything. Tell me more. What do you think? How do you feel? Like, I'm that person. But it's also about understanding how your partner is, their behavior, what that's saying to you. Like, you have to be able to read all aspects of communication and not just the words. What's, what's behind the words? What's behind the actions? That's that's the real essence for me of communication. I think you're 100% right. I think a lot of people com- confuse broadcasting with communication. You know, they feel that by communication is when you're articulating how you feel or you're articulating how hurt you are or how disappointed you are by something that someone has done. 
when actually communication works both ways, it's also about your ability to absorb, ability to understand, ability to take on board and take ownership and, and, and you know, take it in considerate and be considerate to what someone else is saying. It's not just about you articulating you. More often than not, than not great communicators are also very, 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 very good listeners. Yeah, I agree. I do think so. Me, personally, I am. So, arguing <laughs> fair. We talked about this earlier on. Arguing fair. What does that mean? Um, is there such a thing as a fair argument? No. But anyway, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not really sure I if there's win. such a thing as a fair argument. I, I guess a fair. <laughs> I guess a fair argument is you both having your say yeah. and you both being able to express how you're feeling and what you're thinking, that would be fair. However, it's not necessarily someone's going to come out on top. It's just what it is. Or you're going to agree to disagree. I mean, fighting fair for me is very much about making sure that you are both being heard. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean I, might un- I, I completely understand. But my job is to try to understand your perspective. And your job is to try to understand my perspective. But there is always a winner. Is there? Yeah, there is. I disagree. No, you would disagree. disagree. I disagree. There's always a winner. There's I, always someone that's right, and it's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I disagree. And the reason why I disagree, I think that when it comes to people, I'm going to change the word arguing, I'm going to replace it with debating. Mm-hmm. When people come to debating, debating isn't about someone that wins, it's about, as you said, getting your point across. And getting your point across in a way that the other person can hear it and can understand it. That's the objective of the, the debate. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about arguing, arguing indicates that someone has to win and someone has to lose. But if we're talking about a relationship here and you and I are doing this thing called life, is there really a winner or a loser? Considering we've both got to, at some point, solidify and then do this thing together moving forward. Is it fair to say, right, well, I've lost? Is that really the objective? I think really when we, I think arguing, stroke debating is healthy in a relationship because yeah. it, it enables you to put your side across unscrupulously to go right. Well, this is what I think, and because, and to announce that what you're thinking is valid, what you're feeling is valid, but also for the other person to take, give you the opportunity to go right. Well, cool. I understand what you're saying, and I understand how you're feeling. As you said, I might not agree with it. Mm. but I understand it and you've been given the floor to be able to express that that's the difference between a debate and an argument when you took a look at, a look at an argument it's two people shouting no one's really listening everyone's waiting for an opportunity to talk when we're talking about debating it's giving that opportunity to go right well you've got the floor this is your time now you tell me what you think and I've got time to digest what you're saying and take it on board and go okay well that makes sense don't like this. I don't agree with that bit part of that bit I'm going to come back and when it's my turn to talk and then giving the other person to talk so I think yeah I'd, I'd, I'd change the word arguing to debating I would I'd change it to debating I mean you would wouldn't you yeah 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 <laughs> this is a debate now right now I mean this is a debate this is definitely a debate but no I do I do feel like I mean I, I hear what you're saying and I respect what you're saying and I understand yes, you what you're saying mm-hmm. however you're wrong anyway go <laughs> <laughs> 
It's what she really wants to say. However, there is times when somebody is wrong. And I think you don't always see that you're wrong until you've had the debate. Because you've seen something from a different perspective. And then when you hear the other person's point of view, how they feel, where they're coming from, you change how you think and feel because you're seeing it now from their perspective. Oh, 100%. I, 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 when it comes, so I'm, there, there is a point, no, I'm not wrong, <laughs> but there is a point, there is a, like, I, I, okay, I'm going to put this, rephrase it. I don't think that, that winners and losers should be the objective. I think understanding should be the objective. Yeah. Don't get it twisted though, that in the vast majority of cases, you know, someone is acting out or is wrong and somebody else is right, but that doesn't mean taking the, the moral high ground, so to speak, being able to position where you're going, oh, well, rubbing it in the person's face, that's yeah. not the objective. Yeah. The objective is to, to, to get to be understood, and also sometimes there's un, that the understanding you get from someone that, even if they aren't necessarily right in that context, doesn't mean that you don't get any, under, you don't get any wins from yourself from understanding where their perspective was because sometimes that's a bit that's slightly out of kilter that's created this situation whereby two of you aren't understanding each other. Yeah. No. I'm, I mean, I don't mind losing every so often. I don't mind losing. No, I mean, I don't mind. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's very, very rare. It's very rare for me too. I would say probably... Actually, it's never rare. I'm never rare. <laughs> I would say 10% of the time I'm wrong. 10% of the time. I'm always right. <laughs> she'd, say, she'd say the opposite, but I'm She would right. say the opposite. Yeah, um, she'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely feel like um, there is times when I'm like, okay, my feelings are valid, my points are valid. However, in this situation, now I've taken on and sat and listened to the other party that I can see how this situation may have got this far or we're in this conversation and maybe I could have handled things differently and I'll take it as a loss I'll be like I lost okay cool I'll be like cool let's do this yeah I don't take it as a loss <laughs> I take it as I, I understand your point I, I understand where like, you're okay, coming cool. from and and I get it I get it Doesn't but then I'm very right. submissive so I can be quite submissive I'm far from it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get where you're coming from completely and I understand your point of view and I get your perspective um, completely, and you're entitled to that, and I get it. That's fine. But this is what I think. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, no, I think I think there's there's. I hate to think of it as winners and losers. I yeah. really do because you don't have to. Great somebody, and I can't. I can't yeah, there's that middle ground. So I, I think there is that middle ground that exists, and yeah. you've got to go right. Well, you've got to remember what the whole objective here here is, and that is, as I said, to understand each other in a, in a deeper context each and every point in time that you get a chance to do so because that's how you as a couple evolve and your relationship grows yeah. and all that good stuff happens you know so when you get into this, these kind of kind of situations where someone say someone's got a point of view you've got a point of view and they don't necessarily marry up you take the understanding line and go okay right well I get where you come from and pick the bits you can learn from that as long as they're willing to do the same and then Let's see if you can, can, can match up along the way. Along the way. Yeah. Right. When we talk about love languages, just explain that one to me. What's that? I mean, so there's like, what are there, five different love languages. I think we all, like, we know what they are. I think one is 
gifts. One is, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember, touch, physical touch. Mm -hmm. There is words of affirmations. There is, there's quite a few, there's, there's five. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And I think that basically we have to think about how we show love and how we like to receive love. Like what makes us feel loved and how we like to receive that. And whether or not our partners are able to love us in the way that makes us feel loved. And do we love our partners in the way that they need to feel loved? And I think in my relationship, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. But you know what? I have actually accepted that the way he shows me love is acceptable. Because mm -hmm. there, there is my love language is acts of service. But he, the way he shows love is gifts. Okay. I don't mind the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the gifts. I don't mind the gifts. And I think for him, with in terms of acts of service, I have to ask for the act of service that I want and then it will be done. But he doesn't, he, that's not his natural way of showing love. So I'd have to say, could you do this for me? And he'd be like, okay, I'll do this for you. Yeah, but that to me just sounds like what we call compromise. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but you know, when you're looking at people are looking at love languages, they feel like you have to do it this way. And I just think that if you have good communication with your partner, you have a good understanding of how they do things, how we do things, then you kind of compromise. That's just what we do. People hate the word compromise in relationships, you know. They say that, that they say they compromise, but people don't really like to compromise. Most people, when I speak to them, don't understand what compromise is. Mm. They don't. They think it's nigh you. Yeah. They think it's, ah, oh, you, you got me this time, I'll get you next time. It's that yeah. kind of thing that kind of swings and roundabouts rather than, rather than it being, you know, either it's a point of understanding, like, I'm taking on the board what you're saying, you're taking on board what I'm saying, and then we're agreeing to meet here. And that here might be equally... <laughs> equally uncomfortable should we say to both parties or equally agreeable to both parties but we're, meet, we're meeting at a point of mutual agreement that's compromise now what you're what you're talking about here is where one person is speaking on one kind of love language and the other person is speaking to the other and then you're going okay right well i accept that your love language is here and i accept that i'm going to have to ask for what i appreciate on my love language, love mm -hmm. language here and vice versa that's a true art of compromise and I, I think that if I think a lot of relationships will be saved if people just number one understood what it is that they needed yeah you know? and I think it pulls down I touched on it a, on a couple of podcasts ago when it comes to dating you first do you understand what it takes to date you like do you understand what you require to date you do you understand mm. who you are you know not just in a couple but individually before you get into a couple yeah you know and i think that's the key driving factor here to even making a couple couple in couple them kingdom work you know who are you do you yeah. understand who you are and if you can grasp that then you can start to understand what your love language is and then be able to communicate to the that to your other half and also be able to reach that true art of compromise when you understand what they are yeah i agree so, silent permission. <laughs> this one was my one. So, <laughs> to quote Ronan Keaton himself, you say a lot when you say nothing at all. You know, silent permission. A lot of people, I think, run away from... <laughs> we were touching it. I wish I'd recorded the conversation before we started filming this one. Um, 
run not necessarily run away from conflicts the wrong phrase to use but when you're not when you're when you've got two when you're the type of person that, that doesn't deal with conflict well and you back away from it and you become submissive i think some people misunderstand how important that or significant should i say that is and how much permission you give the other person mm. by not actually taking the confrontation and not stepping forward and going, actually, I didn't appreciate that. You know, sometimes what we do is we give permissions to bigger detriments later on down the line because we're, oh, you didn't really mean it or she didn't really mean it. You know, rather than having that conversation up front when it was small. What do you think? I absolutely hate the silence. I, I cannot deal with silence it's the most annoying thing in the whole world I will make noise I am not dealing with silence at all the only type of silence you're going to get is if you leave the house <laughs> if you're in the house we are talking and it's getting so there like, you follow me up the road don't you <laughs> <laughs> in your slippers I cannot I, can, I cannot deal with silent treatment I cannot deal with that I need a moment. If you need a moment, you cannot be in my space. I can't deal with someone in my space being silent. Then leave the space because I'm going to keep talking and I'm going to get because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I need to solve the problem now. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's have the conversation. Let's scream and shout and then get over get it over and done with. I'm quick. Let's do this. I don't have time for us to sit on it for hours on end. Like if you want silence, leave the space. That's how I feel. <laughs> but then I know myself because I just can't, I can't deal with that. Like, I just want to know what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Why can't you communicate that? It makes no sense to me. Like, I, even if you just said, I need you to shut up. Yes. I need you to give me 10 minutes. 10 minutes is satisfactory. Three hours is not satisfactory because I am going to be pacing up and down and I'm going to ask you loads of questions and it's going to make you more and more upset. So you just got to know your partner, right? I think you. I think it boils down to you got to date you first. You got to know you. You got to know you. Right? You got to know you in order to be able to articulate that to your partner. And I think I love. I love touching on this subject here because you, you and I are very similar in that respect. I can't deal with. I struggle dealing with with things being undone. Like it's just not me. My OCD kicks in. It's part. It's, it's in break. I solve issues. I don't leave yeah. issues. I can't deal with it. You know. It's probably one of the reasons why probably one of the things that make me a good coach make me a good salesperson in terms of of real estate I can't deal with things that are unresolved I'm a problem solver but when you're in a relationship with a problem solver I understand that not solving the problem is to the detriment of my very 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 core being yeah and if you're in if you're the type of person that needs space to process collect understand recuperate articulate and construct how you're going to deal with stuff if you're in a relationship like me with someone like myself or like Charmaine by the sounds of things that needs to have the conversation now then understand that's where the two of you are going to grit and this is where it really really boils down to really understanding you in order to be an effective version of you within your relationship with your partner to be able to articulate to them actually you know what i require the time and then achieving this thing called true compromise where they can articulate to you well i kind of need this result sooner rather than later and then two of you agree in a time scale that works for both parties you know i suppose it'll get easier as your time goes on and as your relationship goes on 
but having that clear understanding sometimes will save a relationship i've spoken to many people that have broken up because quite clearly their their love language is different but they haven't understood that it was different and highlighted the difference before the difference became too different to live with um yeah too different to live with mm. the other thing i'd like to touch on is learning styles now you being a teacher will understand this more 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 than anyone else yeah now, when i had a fantastic epiphanal moment as a teaching assistant where i went into a primary school big up kelvin grove in sydney um and i was a teaching assistant in a primary school alongside being a personal trainer in the gym really juxtaposition but it was crazy and it was a lot of fun but they taught me a lot about learning styles because you went through different learning styles of children, you know, and how they, how they, in, how their environments were best suited for them to learn. Yeah. You know, some people needed to be auditory so they could sit and listen to people talking at them. Some people had to be hands-on. They had to be doing stuff and that's how they understood things properly. You know, some people, it was visual aids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's five different learning styles. I can't remember exactly what they are right now, but those are different ways. So when, when I took that and I became more of a relationship coach, I understood more than ever that actually those learning styles aren't restricted to when you were just children. They're actually projected into when we're an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and they dictate how we as an adult retain or absorb information, should I say. And when you're in a relationship where, let's say for argument's sake, if you're with someone that's not an auditory person, but you're talking at them 24-7, they're not going to receive actually what you're saying. They're not going to grasp it. In fact, it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, and half of, if you want to be successful in portraying your message, so to speak, over to your other half, then putting in a position where they can best understand it and learn from it is absolutely key for you to be able to actually move forward with any kind of understanding. Yeah, um, I agree. I think, I, think it's, I think everyone knows actually their learning style. I think sometimes we think that they don't, we don't know each other's learning style, but we know each other's learning styles. And it's, about, it's not just about knowing it, it's about how we work with it. So I know that I'm auditory. And I know that Bay is like very much, let's just do the thing. Let's just yep. do it. And I'm like, no, no, we need to talk about it. We need to, I just, we just need to talk. And he's like, no, let's just do And I'm just like, no, we talk about it first. <coughs> he's like, nope, we're going to do. That's, so we've, we're very aware of the fact that a lot of our, our learning styles and our love languages clash. So we always do this big thing and then we kind of, level out and it's nice afterwards it's like it's nice we've worked out how it works and i think if you know your learning style you know your partner's learning style you have to figure out how that works like for us we know it's always going to be a crash and then it's going to be down and now it's like 10 minutes each time no problems what's your what's your learning style i'm wondering i i, I need and i'm a very hands-on person it's like if 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 i I'm a passenger in a car going somewhere. Yeah. Don't ask me how I got there because I don't, don't know. I've switched off. But if I drive there, yeah. Different. I remember everything that's there, every turning, every this, that, and the other. I'm very much a hands on person. So if someone is talking at me, 
Give me directions. <laughs> no, directions will wind. <laughs> directions will wind me up. Don't, don't. But if you're just talking at me, it, I, it becomes a point of irritation past mm. that point. Um, so for for me, I'm very, very much a hands-on type of person. And I suppose the reason why I brought this up is really for anyone that's out there that's got a partner that's got a different learning style to you is to maybe take a look at it and go, right, well, if you want to be more successful in getting your point across to them, maybe you need to set the scene very slightly differently than what is necessarily automatically comfortable for you. Mm. You know, if you've got something that you need to put across to your, your other half and it's particular, particularly a point uh, important, maybe what you want to do is to have it set the scene in an activity. So maybe it's just going out for dinner rather than being at home and you talking at them. Maybe it's doing something, I don't know, going to cinema or whatever it is first where there's the activity and then you can have the sort of debriefing conversation about yeah. the activity and then you can go, right, well, actually, I also wanted to talk about this because this particularly bothered me. I think you might have more success if you're looking at it in that respect rather than just going, okay, we have to have the talk, which means the talk. We have to sit in the front room and yeah, you're going to yeah. be sat there and I'm going to be stood here and I'm going to put my message over to you and you're going to listen. Uh, it, it, I think sometimes in the setup. You could be setting yourself up for failure and therefore having an argument that you wouldn't necessarily need to have if you had set it up in a way that was ready for the person that you wanted to actually deliver the message to rather than about the person that's delivering the message. Yeah, but I also think don't be afraid of conflict. I think sometimes it's okay. I don't think there's a big deal. I think sometimes we make such a big deal about there being a conflict. If you know what, if you know the outcome, like for us, the outcome and any relationship I've ever been in I'm not afraid of the conflict. We are going to have the conversation and we're going to be fine afterwards. And I think if I always have, we always have, you always have the end is we're going to be fine afterwards, but we're going to have the conflict. Sometimes that's just the way it is because I'm not going to back down from my learning style or my love language and you vice versa. So sometimes you're going to have the conflict, but as long as you know that once we get to that height, we're going to drop back down and everything is going to be cool. I think we're so worried sometimes about the end, the end, because we're thinking about the end all the time. If there's no end, you're just going to have a conflict, you're going to get over it, and it's going to be fine. I think people are so scared of humps. I'm like, come, let's do these humps. I'm ready. Let's, let's jump on these humps, get over and done with, and then we're good. You know, like I think sometimes we are too worried about the conflict and how that might be. If you always know and you always maintain that we are together and we're not going anywhere, this is my life partner, conflict is fine. We I mean, don't fight, guys. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I disagree with that. I think, I think well, not physical fights, but as you say, conflict, even heated arguments, sometimes are required. Yeah, it's okay. It's how you forge change. And I think it's your belief system that has, I mean, just added on there it's your belief system that distinguishes whether or not it's going to be the end or not you know if you believe that any time if you're so frightened that your person is going to leave then you're going to run away from any kind of any kind of confrontation that comes your way because you're leading with that fear but i think you could be robbing your relationship of so much more because change doesn't happen until change is required mm. and sometimes that well, not even sometimes, mostly that is sparked from someone going, I don't like that. Yeah. I didn't appreciate that. You know, 
when I, when, I, when I refer to, you know, people being silent and not, that you're actually saying a lot, that's what I was talking about. So, like, when, when you're in a relationship where, let's take the, the, the age-old argument of leaving the seat, toilet seat up. <laughs> age-old argument of leaving the toilet seat up. So, if, let's say for a look at it on a, on a female's perspective here. So, if you as a woman, like, you're in a relationship with a guy and this guy constantly leaves the toilet seat up, if you don't say anything about him leaving the toilet seat up, he might be really ambivalent as to whether or not the toilet seat's up or down. It makes no difference to him. Yeah. But if you're leaving, leaving into the relationship with the fear of this guy's going to leave, all of a sudden, if you're looking at that conversation with those glasses on, it's a big thing. Like, I might tell him that I don't like him putting the toilet seat, leaving the toilet seat up, and that means he doesn't want me, and he doesn't, he's going to leave, and I'm going to be on my own, and I'm going to be on my own, and I'm going to be on my own. Whereas looking at it, other, other perspective going, me and Johnny and me and whoever, we're in this thing for life, mm. but I really can't stand him and leave the toilet seat up. So yeah. I'm going to tell him. You know, and then he, uh, you have a conversation with him and he goes, oh, babe, I didn't really understand, didn't really understand it. No issues. Even so, if you flip it on the, on the flip side, then Johnny's got, well, you know, equal opportunities and all that. Like, so, <laughs> you know, if I can leave the toilet seat up, if I can put the toilet seat down, you can put the toilet seat up before you sit down. You have that conversation and then you meet a middle ground but i think all too often especially especially in this day and age we're so f- we want long term but we're constantly searching with short-term glasses on it and expecting this relationship to die whereas long-term relationship those couple goal things that where everyone's after when you take a look at these people that have been together for 20 30 40 50 60 years they disagreed for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. The only difference between you and them was they decided it was not going to be the end before the disagreement occurred. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and too, all too often, as I said, I, I, I watch these, all these shows and they say, there's so many people that walk into a relationship just waiting for it to expire. Is there any wonder why it expires? Maybe if you walked into a relationship with the understanding of belief, going, actually... This is my forever person. This is what I'm going to be doing. We're going to be we're going to be that person in yeah. 60 years time. That's you know we're not squabbling anymore because we've got over every squabble there is. Yeah, you exactly. know we, you know we can order for each other in our sleep. If that's your decided and collective goal, then you're only going to get to that by having these awkward conversations now, mm. with the understanding that that's what's creating the possibility of forever. Yeah. I think I always lead with every situation is a learning situation or a teaching situation. I've either got to learn something or I'm teaching something. Every single situation. And so even if in a conflict, there is going to be a learning situation or a teaching situation. And that's that. And it might be both. Sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just kind of like, what did I learn from this? What do I didn't? Like when me and Bay first had our first argument, he was like, oh my God, this like the end. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like... <laughs> We, I don't get it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's just, it's just a disagreement. And he was like, "Oh, okay." Because, again, we have a large age gap, so he's way younger than me. Like, he's a lot younger than me. So for him, it was like, you have an argument and that's it. You know, you you jump off. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, this is normal. It's, it's a normal thing. We're, this is going to happen because we're two completely different individuals." who are moving in together, getting to know each other, and will have different learning styles, different love languages, different experiences, different traumas, different triggers, of course you're going to have to disagree at some point. But this is, we're, we're in this for life. Like, this is what's going to happen. So you're going to have to deal with these conflicts. 
And what you're not going to do is give you silent treatment at all. <laughs> and if you want silent treatment, you best go for a walk. But I'm going to be waiting for you to get back so we can do the conversation. It's just, it's just knowing what you need in your relationship and communicating that. And that's it. And sometimes it's going to be a conflict. That's fine. You know, I'm laughing because I'm a, I'm a massive Friends fan and there's an episode where Chandler and Monica, Monica first get together and they have a fight <clears throat> and Chandler comes in with the expectation, well, this is the end, isn't it? And she's like, no, silly, that's just how relationships <laughs> are. And he's like, oh, and she's like, no wonder you've been single for so long. Anyway, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, it's so, it's so poignant that communication like the subject of communication we're always always so often that people are so far apart because they just don't listen to each other or don't listen to themselves to understand exactly what it is that you're missing in order to be able to articulate that to, the, to, to your other half um, it just leads to this whole situation of disarray and not really getting or grasping where you're coming from you know I say to people all the time that communication when we talk about it if you take it outside of a relationship context everyone understands it a little bit deeper so let's take the relationship side out of it and let's talk about you communicating with people at work you understand that your body language your eye contact all those aspects also contribute to what you're saying is how you would deliver your point in the presentation same thing goes in your relationship it's even though it's heightened that much more because your other person your person you're with cares about you that much more and they really care about getting it wrong so just bear that in mind when you're delivering good news or bad news. Confrontation is absolutely essential. It's crucial. It's the it's the it's the it's one of the biggest core aspects of your relationship that you could possibly have. So don't run away from it because actually, from running away from it, you're denying your relationship those little spurts and points of growth because they're not going to know that they need to grow until you tell them no. <laughs> I'm, yeah, in, I'm uh, gonna put that on a, on a slogan. <laughs> you know, they're not gonna know. Like, your as much as your job is to listen, it's as much as your job is to teach. As you were saying there earlier, earlier on, you know, when you're going through these different bits and pieces with your other half, it's not you getting it wrong. It's the two of you learning how to coexist. And let's not get it wrong. I, I put this out to people all the time. It's not two becoming one, it's two people sharing one timeline, which means you've got two different understandings of the same timeline that's going on. And unless the two of you communicate regularly, those two understandings can separate and can differ, and that's where the wind gets in and it all gets cold and things start to get awkward. Talk to your other half as often as you can. Let them know how you feel. Don't be afraid of telling them something that they don't want to hear because you never know what, when on the, off the back of that conversation, a whole new level of understanding can occur which secures you that extra run closer to having that couple goal version of the 60-year-old version of you walking across a pier, dentures falling out while you're trying to eat too many donuts. <laughs> anyway, that's us out for this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting and we're having us so much fun doing these things. Um, that's us out for this week. You take care, you stay strong, you stay focused and we'll see you all next week. Thanks guys, bye. Peace.